Good evening. Our top story tonight, week three is in the books, and it was a tough one. Mike Williams, done for the season, torn ACL. The Chargers offense is going to be changing drastically. And the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, will have to change their offense as well because Derek Carr is going to be week to week. And as you all know, week to week means month to month. Don't expect Derek Carr to play until Halloween at the earliest. We've got that. We've got much, much more on Player Profiler today. It's true. Unfortunately, Mike Williams, the Chargers star wide receiver, suffered a torn ACL. He is going to be out for the remainder of the season. And this is just a heartbreaker. Mike Williams has always been so fun. Some of the most spectacular catches in the NFL week after week. And that has led to quite a few injuries throughout the years for Mike Williams. Mike Williams has suffered back and rib and all sorts of injuries because of the way he puts his body in harm's way trying to make some of these catches and now he has suffered a torn acl he will miss the rest of the 2023 season keenan allen benefits in a big way keenan allen has a monster day in fantasy football but we always knew keenan allen was going to ball out with or without mike williams with mike williams he sees increased efficiency because he has someone to take the pressure off of him but like we saw when Mike Williams goes down, Keenan Allen pretty much gets what? 20 targets. I think he had 19 officially. Insane day for Keenan Allen. So expect to see a lot more of that and expect to see a lot more Josh Palmer because Josh Palmer is the wide receiver too for this offense. This is a fact. This is not debatable. I'm sorry, but Josh Palmer is ahead of Quentin Johnson. And I'm not sorry. I've been telling you this for how long now? But it's true. We saw in routes run, 48 routes from Keenan Allen. We saw 37 from Mike Williams. He had the late game ACL tear. And Josh Palmer, 35 routes. Gerald Everett, 25 routes. But then when Mike Williams tore his ACL late in the game, Donald Parham actually ended up running more routes. Donald Parham, the tight end, the six foot eight tight end. Donald Parham ran more routes than Quinton Johnston. 16 to 13, and they changed their offense. They went from a three wide receiver offense, an offense that had lots of Keenan Allen, Mike in the slot, Mike Williams and Josh Palmer on the outside to an offense with one wide receiver on one side, another wide receiver on the other, because they would rather play Donald Parham than Quinton Johnston. I don't blame me. Blame the Los Angeles chargers for giving Donald Parham far more run than Quinton Johnson saw and will likely see for the coming weeks, at least for this week. Now, Quinton Johnston will see more snaps. That is guaranteed. He will do better with improved, increased playing time. But Quinton Johnston is not the guy you want on waivers this week. Do not rush out and get Quinton Johnston if he's been dropped by someone, which he should have been. But Josh Palmer is the big benefactor here. Gerald Everett, the number two benefactor. Oh, sorry. Keenan Allen, number one benefactor. Josh Palmer, number two. Gerald Everett, number three. Quentin Johnston, maybe fourth, maybe fifth. Quentin Johnston is not the guy to see his role increase. 
in the way we want it to impact our fantasy football teams without Mike Williams. They said they wanted to bring him along slow, and they have. Five receptions for 28 yards. Quinton Johnston has not done it at any point so far. But before we get to more of this injury news, more updates around the NFL, we've got a word from the pod father. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Very sorry to all the teams that drafted Mike Williams over on underdog, but you can play the pickems. You're obviously taking Keenan Allen on the over this weekend. You're going to probably be taking Quinton Johnston on the under because people are probably going to be expecting too much from Quinton Johnston. But anyways, Mike Williams is not the only injury that was suffered over the weekend. Derek Carr confirmed earlier today is week to week. Derek Carr suffered a sprained AC joint, which is what attaches your clavicle to your uh, your bone back here, your scapula. And yeah, it's, it's called a separated shoulder, but that's not how it actually works. It doesn't actually separate. It's just a sprain. But that's what Derek Carr has. And with him being week to week, we know week to week actually means month to month. So Derek Carr, the floor for Derek Carr's return is, or sorry, the ceiling, I guess, for his return is Halloween. Derek Carr is not going to play in week four. He's not going to play in week five. Not going to play in week six. Week seven. Maybe Derek Carr returns around week seven. But Derek Carr is going to be out for a significant amount of time, which means we're going to see plenty of Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is now the starting quarterback. And we have a question from our friend Danny from the six about Taysom Hill. Because Taysom Hill is a guy we're going to be seeing more of. With this offense, we have seen in the past that Dennis Allen just does not trust Jameis Winston. Even when Jameis Winston was a starter, he would seed plays to Taysom Hill. And he lost his job to Andy Dalton. So is Taysom Hill worth picking up if you don't have any of the top four tight ends? Example, Kelsey or Andrews. He is worth picking up. I would rather have guys like Sam Laporta. I'd rather have guys like Luke Musgrave. But Taysom Hill absolutely worth a pickup. We're going to see more from him. He's going to be more involved in the offense because they just don't trust Jameis Winston in New Orleans for some reason. They were happy to have him as a backup, happy to have him as a backup to Andy Dalton. 
but just made him too conservative. They didn't want to let Jameis uncork it, except in week two. In week two last year, Jameis Winston actually did get to light up the field 330 air yards to Chris Olave alone. Now, of course, it wasn't a particularly dominant game. They didn't connect on a lot of those air yards, but Chris Olave is going to get fed by Jameis Winston. He is going to see a ton of targets. Chris Olave is going to see slightly less accurate targets from Jameis Winston, but he's still going to see a lot, maybe even more targets than he saw with Derek Carr. The players that are hurt by this are the rest. Michael Thomas, probably a slight downgrade. Rashid Shahid, slight downgrade. Jawan Johnson, slight downgrade. Because Jameis Winston is going to lock in on Chris Olave. But that kind of leaves us where we already were, right? Because Chris Olave was already the alpha. And then it was, uh, oh, is it going to be Michael Thomas? Is it going to be Rashid Shahid? Is it going to be Jawan Johnson? Someone's going to have a game from time to time. It's going to be a rotating cast. So we're in a very similar spot. And depending on the matchup, depending on if the Saints are going to be down, maybe some of these guys are worth it. But it hurts those guys, especially because we're going to see a more conservative offense. We're going to see more running of the football. We're going to see more Alvin Kamara. Because, yes, Alvin Kamara is back. Alvin Kamara has been activated off the reserve suspended list. He is with the team. He's going to be practicing this week. He is going to be probably a bell cow. In his return, Kendra Miller didn't do what I hoped he would. Kendra Miller absolutely let me down in the league of that I had to start him because Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler were out. Devastating. And so Alvin Kamara is just going to walk right back in there because he did get to practice all summer. This isn't a case where Alvin Kamara isn't fresh. He doesn't have his football legs. No, he practiced all summer. He got all of that work. Now, he returns. And Alvin Kamara is already an RB1, especially given the landscape. At the running back position, if you drafted Alvin Kamara, this is a massive, massive win. I think you are going to be in for a very strong return on Alvin Kamara, especially where you ended up drafting him. But we have some more injury news, unfortunately, across the NFL. It's not just Derek Carr. It's not just Mike Williams. Joe Burrow had good news. He had good injury news. One of the few players that did, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, they both got good news. Joe Burrow, no setbacks with his calf. And Patrick Mahomes, all is good with the ankle. We saw that he was starting to favor the ankle at the end of that game against the Chicago Bears. All good, according to Patrick Mahomes. And we've seen him do superhuman things through ankle injuries in the past. So not worried about Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow, obviously, I'm still worried about. Joe Burrow did not have a dominant game last night, but he did enough. He did what he had to do. And he mentioned it in the post game. Hey, I could afford to be a little bit more conservative because of how dominant my defense was. Now, obviously, he was also being a bit conservative because he doesn't want to run around. He wants to protect the calf, but it's starting to get better. The Bengals are now one and two. And if there are no setbacks for another week, if Joe Burrow has a good week of practice, if Joe Burrow has no setbacks next week, then at some point, they got to get back to being the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Because they figured it out, just feed Jamar Chase. That was lovely to see. T. Higgins left the game with cramps. Now, we've heard some conflicting reports on what those cramps were. Some of the people are saying they were stomach cramps. Either way, I hope T. Higgins feels better. I hope this is a quick return for T. Higgins, and I hope the Bengals do succeed. You all know that I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Moving on to other quarterbacks around the NFL where it wasn't such good news, Bryce Young. 
I don't know yet if he's going to play, according to Frank Reich. And maybe they should just hold him out because Bryce Young suffered an ankle injury. He didn't practice at all last week. Is it a low ankle? Maybe. And if it's a low ankle, it's probably a one to two week injury. And why rush him? Why rush Bryce Young back behind a bad offensive line from the Carolina Panthers? Even with Andy Dalton, the offensive line was still terrible. But Andy Dalton just looked a little bit better with, with Bryce Young, a little bit more decisive, a little bit more knowing where to go with the football. And it led to a big day from Adam Thielen, who is still washed. He just had a big day against Seattle in comeback mode. Seahawks defense, not particularly good, as we've seen against the Los Angeles Rams, against the Detroit Lions. So let's not overreact to Adam Thielen's big day. But Andy Dalton does look decisively better than Bryce Young early on. So sit Bryce Young for another week. Let him get fully healthy. If it's a low ankle sprain, it's two weeks. But if it's a high ankle sprain, he's going to be out even longer. Either way, we'll see what happens with Andy Dalton against the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe you do fire up Adam Thielen against the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe you do fire up DJ Chark, who also had 86 yards and a touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe this is a sneaky shootout with Andy Dalton instead of Bryce Young. We also could have a different rookie starting for the Las Vegas Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo is in concussion protocol, and the backup for the Las Vegas Raiders is Brian Hoyer. He's next up on the depth chart. But we all watched. We all saw how dominant Aiden O'Connell, Farva, the guy out of Purdue, we all saw how great Aiden O'Connell was in the preseason. Why can't he replicate that in live action? Because Brian Hoyer is not going to do it. Brian Hoyer is arguably the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. So let's see what Aiden O'Connell's got. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play. And speaking of the Las Vegas Raiders, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams has to get traded at some point, right? Because Devontae Adams is directly calling out his teammates, directly calling out his coach. We're not doing things the right way to establish a winning culture. This is a direct quote from Devontae Adams. That's the theme this of this year. Doing it, not just talking about it, not just trying to figure out what we have to do. We did all that last year. Devontae Adams is sick and tired of the Las Vegas Raiders. He is out of there when the Raiders bought him out. We all thought he was going to go to the Jets. We all thought he was going to reunite with Aaron Rodgers, but now it's anyone's guess where Devontae Adams ends up. It seems as Devontae Adams is the most likely wide receiver to get traded. Mike Evans making his case to stay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably still not going to get that long-term extension. Probably going to walk in free agency, but... Even though the Bucs are 2-1, and one, I don't see them giving up. This seems like a team that is looking to win this year. And why not in the NFC South? you got to beat the Saints with Jameis Winston. you got to beat Andy Dalton and the Carolina Panthers. you got to beat Desmond Ritter. So what if the Buccaneers do end up being that team? Either way, Devonta Adams more likely to be traded than Mike Evans at this point. And... Potentially likely to be catching passes from a new quarterback. Hopefully that quarterback is Aiden O'Connell if it comes to it and not Brian Hoyer because that will just completely sandbag the entire offense. Single QB standard league. I have Daniel Jones at quarterback. Who do, should I consider for the waiver wire? Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, or Goff? Ooh, I love, love, love CJ Stroud right now. Let me look at the matchups. I think I'm going with CJ Stroud over Goff this week. 
off on a short week against the Green Bay Packers. We've seen those can be pretty competitive matchups. We saw the first time they played, it was a big field goal game. We've seen the Packers defense excel at times, whereas the Houston Texans are up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And CJ Stroud's been balling. CJ Stroud has been really good. I think I'm going with Stroud over Love over Goff. There are other weeks where I would consider a different quarterback. Oh, but you got Daniel Jones against the Seahawks. Ooh. Either way, still, I'm, I'm going with CJ Stroud. The upside from CJ Stroud and just how dominant he has been early in his career. And we'll get to more of that later, but I think I'm going with CJ Stroud in this one. Waiver wire recommendations for running back. Got the goat A-chain already. Well done to Danny from the six. If you have A-chain, you are laughing. If you don't have A-chain, you are dropping so much fab to get him. Devon A-chain. Wow, what a performance from him. Just elite speed, electric. Wish that the Detroit Lions would use Jameer Gibbs in some of the ways that we've seen Devon A-Chain use. Wish they were that creative, but Devon A-Chain. Anyways, the I'm sorry, to back to your question. The running backs that I would consider, Justice Hill is still out on way too many waiver wires. A bunch of people dropped Justice Hill, and he's still the, wider, the running back one for the Baltimore Ravens, even though he missed last week. So Justice Hill, absolutely. Going back to the well on Roshan Johnson as well. He out-touched Khalil Herbert this week. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I hate to say it, but Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet is a sneaky ad at this point. He's only rostered in 40% of leagues. Maybe not available in yours, but he is creeping up there. Kenneth Walker is still dominant. Kenneth Walker is still the RB1, but it almost looks like the Seahawks want to use two running backs. This week, we saw nine carries from Zach Charbonnet, and it's still half as many as Kenneth Walker. Don't get me wrong. And Walker performed better. 5.4 yards per carry compared to 5.1 from Zach Charbonnet. But Zach Charbonnet, I'm in on him as a handcuff, and he could at some point end up having standalone value. And the final running back that you should pay attention to is Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry again. The second time in three games that they've out snapped Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears. So those are some of the guys that you should be looking out for. I have Cup. It's giving up a future third for 2-2 okay as insurance. Yeah, I've got no problem with that. 2-2 Atwell for a third. That seems like a pretty good deal considering the production he has had early this year and how young he is. I expect 2-2 Atwell to continue to maybe not improve because he's had a really dominant start, but I think 2-2 Atwell is worth a third round pick. Dynasty, what are some good tight ends to target for a contender? My tight end room is Hertz, Ertz, and Dulcich, and I need to improve on that. I imagine Sam Laporta is already rostered. If he's not, he should be the go-to. Luke Musgrave is a guy that I absolutely love. Luke Musgrave, who led the Packers in receptions, was second on the team in targets last week, and has led the Packers in routes every single week. If Jordan Love was just a smidge more accurate, you wouldn't be able to get Luke Musgrave because he'd have an additional three touchdowns. Does he have one touchdown yet? I don't think he does. So he'd have three touchdowns instead of zero, and everyone would know Luke Musgrave's name. So that is a guy that I would be adding if you can't get Sam Laporta. Also, yes, Evan Ingram, if Evan Ingram or Kincaid are available, both of them. But Laporta, Musgrave for me. And then it depends. I would probably go Kincaid for the upside, given what you already have in your tight end room instead. Also, happy to have the Harry Snowman on the show. Always a better show when he can tune in live. And happy to be talking to all of you live. If you have any other questions, make sure you let me know. Kevin Valentine has a question 
one and two 12 man full PPR flex spots hurts Brees or two flex spots. All right. What do we got here? Uh, if I get him any suggestions is London. Holly. If you, if you, Oh, sorry. If you get Zach Charbonnet, any suggestions on your lineup? Okay. I understand. Yep. Well, yeah. From your bench. No, I don't. You get a bad week from CD lamb. It's not your fault. He disappears once a month from time to time. Brees hall. You got to stick in your lineup because the electric ability that he has. So you're keeping him. Uh, you're obviously starting Alvin Kamara. So no, I, I really don't have any suggestions. The Hollywood versus Addison. I probably lean towards Addison personally. I don't believe too much in Drake London. And you can probably drop. Oh, you probably drop drop Kareem Hunt for Zach Charbonnet instead of Kendra Miller would be my suggestion. Or David Njoku. You could probably drop David Njoku because you're just going to be starting Sam Laporta every single week and then you can pick up tight end from the waiver wire later on. Is Brian Robinson a sell or a hold? Got offered a 2024 second forum. Team is already in shambles and looking to build for the future. Um, I would say if your team is already in shambles and you're looking to build for the future, then yes, I'm fine giving a 2024, getting a 2024 second for Brian Robinson. You're probably not ever going to get a first for Brian Robinson. I don't think. So yeah, I think I think this is a sell at current cost. You hold him if you have to. But if your team's already in shambles, I've got no issue with that. Luke Musgrave or Kyle Pitts? Ooh, I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave this week. I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave this week. I just do not trust Kyle Pitts. I need to see the week from Kyle Pitts before I believe in him. I need to see it. Whereas Luke Musgrave, he's shown me it every single week. If Jordan Love was just a smidge more accurate, we'd have all seen it even more on every highlight reel across the nation. Just Hill is available for, in some leagues. He's going to be decent if Gus is out. Even if Gus isn't out. Justice Hill played more snaps than Gus Edwards. He had more touches than Gus Edwards. And when J.K. Dobbins initially went down, he had the goal line carries instead of Gus Edwards. And the next week, Justice Hill had the first goal line carry. He didn't score that time. And Gus Edwards had the second goal line carry and did score. But Justice Hill, with or without Gus Edwards, he's going to be good. He's just going to be even better if there's no Gus Edwards. What else do we got here? Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I already did that, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's weird looking at 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo side by side and remembering that, oh, he doesn't play there anymore. But Debo Samuel is the one I wanted to actually talk about. Didn't practice today or yesterday. The 49ers are just doing walkthroughs because they played on Thursday night, so they're just getting the body moving. But Debo Samuel injured his ribs, not practicing as of today. Brandon Ayuk, though. Brandon Ayuk is back at practice in a limited capacity with the walkthrough status, but Brandon Ayuk looks like he's probably going to play. We'll keep you updated on Debo Samuel. Nothing's broken for Debo Samuel, so there's a chance he played, but as we saw with Kenneth Gainwell, maybe he ends up missing a game with the battered ribs. I don't think Debo will. think Debo will play through it, but because he's got the Thursday to Sunday to recover, whereas Kenneth Gainwell only had about three days, so I think we see Debo Samuel, but... We'll keep you updated. We'll know more on the Friday injury report once this is all wrapped up. We also got updates for Thursday night football and the injury report there. Some big updates from both the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions for the Green Bay Packers. Christian Watson looks like he's going to set be set to return. He is planning to play. Now he still has to be medically cleared, but Christian Watson plans to play. He was limited last week, was close to returning last week, 
And it's become pretty clear that the Packers were holding out some injured guys just to prepare for the Detroit Lions. Because it was going to be a quick turnaround. And the Detroit Lions is a divisional game with the team that is favored to win the division. Your biggest rival in the division. Because Minnesota Vikings aren't a threat at this point. Chicago Bears aren't a threat at all. So Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, that game gets increasingly important. Both the Lions and the Packers rest some of their key players, give them a little bit more time to recover on the short week. I truly believe we will see Christian Watson play, and I truly believe we will see Aaron Jones play as well. He plans to play as well. He was limited today. He was limited yesterday. Expect to see Aaron Jones in the lineup against the Detroit Lions. And if Christian Watson and Aaron Jones are playing, you're playing them. Lock it, load it, ship it. You are starting both of those guys. You have to. You absolutely have to. Flex spot this week, James Cook, Kyron Williams, or Jerome Ford in PPR. Ooh, this is one I'm going to have to defer to the matchups on. Ooh, James Cook against the Miami Dolphins. That excites me. Los Angeles Rams versus Indianapolis Colts does not excite me. So it's James Cook over Kyron Williams so far. And Jerome Ford against the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, I think I'm going to go with James Cook and the explosive upside and the potential shootout. I think I'm going with James Cook here. Can't watch Fields sink my battleship anymore. Would you start Jordan Love over him this week? Uh, Texans against the Broncos. Ooh, but the Detroit Lions have been giving up points as well. I think I would start Justin Fields against the Broncos defense that just got destroyed. I know the Miami Dolphins offense is way more advanced than the Chicago Bears offense and Justin Fields, but I think I would do that. I might pivot to CJ Stroud, though. I might start CJ Stroud against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a severely overrated defense at this point. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I don't start Jordan Love because of the short week against the Lions, who are a weird defense. But I do start CJ Stroud over Justin Fields. Do we give up on Pitts? Who would you say is over him rest of the season rankings-wise so far this season? Sam Laporta, for sure. I'd probably go Luke Musgrave most weeks as well. But outside of that, it's... I don't know how many other people have passed him. He's obviously not. Uh, Darren Waller's been terrible too. He's behind the Kittles, the Kelseys, Mark Andrews. Sam Laporta has played his way in there. TJ Hawkinson obviously is up there too, but I think Evan Engram, I probably go with Kyle Pitts over. Looking at some of these, I go with Kyle Pitts over David and Joku because of the upside maybe. Go with... So yeah, it's been bad, but there aren't a ton of people that I am forcing the lineup over Kyle Pitts. It's got $7 on Zach Charbonnet and $1 on Musgrave for Njoku would leave me with 75 fab. Love it. Absolutely love it. Love that you're not overspending on Zach Charbonnet because he's more of a handcuff at this point. I think he's got standalone value. I think that's what they're gearing up for that he could contribute at some point, but he's more of a handcuff. But Musgrave, yeah, Musgrave for $1. Love that. Enjoy. Oh, thank you very much. Get some. Appreciate you and your kind words. Rounding things up over here with Thursday Night Football, we've got the Detroit Lions. David Montgomery is trending in the right direction to play, which I typically wouldn't believe because he told us it was a multi-week injury. But then he was not immediately ruled out. He was doubtful for Sunday, which means there was a chance he was going to play. So I'm going to be watching the injury report tomorrow 
And then we'll find out if Dave Montgomery is actually good to go or not. But Dave Montgomery could play. Small chance. Don't think he does, but could. Same with Saquon Barkley. He's day-to-day. That means week-to-week Saquon Barkley's not playing this week. Maybe he returns next week. It's a high ankle sprain, so he should be out four weeks. He should be on IR. He should be missing four games, but they're probably going to force him back. Whether he returns after three games, after four games, I don't know, but we'll see if Saquon Barkley plays next week. He's not playing this week. Saquon Barkley could return. Not playing on Monday Night Football. Andrew Thomas, left tackle, is expected to. And Jamal Adams, the safety for the Seattle Seahawks, he is returning on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants, which is awesome. Absolutely love that. Kenneth Gainwell and Justice Hill on the bench. Which should I drop for the waiver? Ah, who are you picking up on waivers? I don't think I drop either of these guys for waivers. I would, I want to keep both of them. Because Kenneth Gainwell, DeAndre Swift was, was the flashy one. He dominated. But Kenneth Gainwell still made this an back, running back by committee. He still split the workload. I guess if I have to drop one of them, it's him. Because I think Justice Hill is going to be the RB1, whereas Kenneth Gainwell is the RB2. But I think I want to keep both of those if possible. Final news and notes around the NFL. Mac Jones is not expected to be suspended for his little cup check of Sauce Gardner, his alleged cup check, which I don't know. Mac Jones at this point, there is, oh, for Devon A-Chain. Okay, of course. Yes, you are dropping one of them. If you're dropping one of them, it's Kenneth Gainwell for Devon A-Chain. I apologize. You do have to drop someone for Devon A-Chain. Is Cincy at Tennessee a good streaming D option? Yes, the Tennessee Titans offense has been terrible. And the Cincinnati Bengals, pass rush has been fierce. The secondary constantly confuses people. They're always possible to get one of those sneaky interceptions. And the left tackle matchup, Andre Dillard versus Sam Hubbard. Ooh, or not Sam Hubbard, sorry, versus Trey Hendrickson. That, that's going to be an absolute massacre. I think that's it. I think that's about it. Oh, final news around the NFL. Tyreek Hill. And Tyree Kill says when he retires, he wants to take up adult film acting. So, good luck to Tyree Kill on that, I suppose. 